0: Here we are, back at the boot camp, back at it again. Bob, I hope you're ready for the next episode as we keep diving in to the world of replanting and revitalization together. It's good to be with you again, brother. Jimbo, it's good to be here. I've been battling nature. Jim nature? Bost.
1: Yes. We have a chipmunk population that has inhabited the Bickford house. Okay. In various places. And uh, Dax Dog, the newest addition, is losing his ever-loving mind. <laughs> trying to find them, Jimbo. So I just want to let all the boot campers know that I am practicing a humane version of capture, relocate, and release.
0: Man, that's very kind of you. Have you ever seen the Mark Rober video where he does the obstacle course for the squirrels in his backyard? Yes. That's amazing. Like, I really (laughs) would love to see the Bickford version of that, that, where you just create your own obstacle course for this chipmunk.
1: He doesn't like load one of the obstacles with like M80s firecrackers and blow them up, does he? No, he, like,
0: no, it's okay. it's humane. It's it's the, okay. the squirrels seem to have a good time. <laughs> right.
1: well, I don't want to do anything to encourage the squirrels to continue to be a part of my ecosystem in the backyard because we have a walnut tree and it costs like. $10,000 to get it cut down and I'm just not going to do that. So yeah. I battle the walnuts and battle the squirrels and you know we we may lose a few to the dogs this year. I don't know,
0: but you know circle of life, Jimbo. Circle of circle life. Circle of life. It is. Yeah, that's a real thing. Man, talk about battling things and the circle of life. You know, last week we had on Luke Holmes, super sharp, super smart guy. His energy level never gets below, above like a 2. On a scale of one to 10, but his brain level is always at like a 15. So yes. uh, he's always thinking yes. at a pretty high level. We talked about resolution number one from the Southern Baptist Convention. And listeners, I promise you, we're not about to do a really long series on all the resolutions that came out of the Southern Baptist Convention. But I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about resolution number three and the battle against artificial intelligence.
1: Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, is AI going to kill us? Am I going to wake up sometime and my phone is going to zap me in the head? Or the Teddy Ruxpin doll that was from the 80s, is he going to come alive and stab me or something? What's going to happen, Jimbo?
0: Look, I saw I, – you know, I love videos, man. I saw a video of somebody took a Furby doll and and used <laughs> ChatGPT API in there and, like, made it like a legit, like, Furby doll that you could have a real conversation. It was pretty amazing. I mean, that's oh my it's pretty impressive. I mean, let's be honest, Bob. I mean, everything we say on here is really just generated by ChatGPT. We don't even have any real witty banter. We just just type in into ChatGPT, what should we talk about in the boot camp today? And it says, welcome, Mr. Stewart. I'm glad to help you. And it it just gives me the whole script. We just go by it word by word. Even right now, I'm just reading words off a screen.
1: Well, if that's the case, then you and I have nothing to fear in (laughs) ChatGPT. You would think artificial intelligence
0: would be a little more
1: intelligent. Yeah. If our podcast is any measure of that, we're
0: safe. <laughs> Man, we're excited to have with us on the podcast today Wesley Lewis from 180 Digital, which is our sponsor. when it comes to our technology and the most intelligent things that we do, our website, replantbootcamp.com, which is, if you've not been there recently, you should go, because most of these episodes are now being adapted into blog articles, and there's blog articles from previous episodes. There's a search bar you can look and find great information on there. There's a resources page, a lot of helpful stuff there at replantbootcamp.com which is built for us by the great people at 180 Digital. Wesley, welcome again back to the boot camp.
2: I know, guys. It's been a while since I've been on the show. Glad to be here. Glad to support you guys and what y'all are doing. You know, so it's good to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: So you got to help us answer these questions. You know, resolution number three. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. But there was one resolved article that I, I, one resolved line out of there, out of all the resolves that I thought would be a good to kind of just spark our conversation and get your insight. It says, Resolved, we must proactively engage and shape these emerging technologies rather than simply respond to the challenges of AI and other emerging technologies after they have already affected our churches and communities. So what is artificial intelligence, Wesley, and why can we not just ignore it?
2: Yeah, so... You know, we, we pay very close attention to the technology space and just everything that's happening across the board. We are always about integrating new tools and new capabilities into our systems and things like that. And I know for the most of the world, this thing kind of burst onto the scene out of nowhere and scared a lot of people with what it could do. But ultimately, this is something that's been happening in the background for really almost 10 years now with what they call machine learning, just with large language models where they have the capability to be able to analyze how language fits together and you know so this has been a technology that's been evolving over time here and really has come to a point where it's now ready to be used by the masses and so so yeah when they kind of took the lid off of it it was it was pretty scary i mean it was kind of scary like wow how good this thing is you know chat gpt or jasper or even some of those other ones there's lots of new ones coming on online right now but there's it's pretty pretty cool and there's lots of things that you can use use it for that i'm sure we'll dive into a little bit
1: so Wesley one of the things that we have heard in the media is that AI could kill us, right? <laughs> and you know Jimbo and I were joking about that earlier, but what are some of the real threats to us, to society, to the economy, to the job world, church world, dude, can you just give us a range of what we what we
0: probably should keep an eye to, on? To to John Connor and the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: If Arnold Schwarzenegger walks into the back of your church, okay,
1: you better get down.
2: (laughs) <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of things to be kind of scared about and what I really like the term where it's kind of been honed a little bit since AI. What's the difference between, you know, the John Con- I mean the Terminator AI here and what we're looking at here with ChatGPT and some of these other things and really the the terminology has come around generative AI that this is something that can generate things that we can use that help us kind of get things off the ground. I like to kind of use the illustration of, you know, of a rocket taking off. The, the most of the the fuel that's in a rocket, it happens at the very beginning, like to get that thing off the ground, get all that weight just moving. And that that's where it uses most of its fuel. And I think for us, if you're like me, just the initial thought of having to come up with things to write about, you know, topics or images, just even that basic kind of work that it comes comes into play. This is a tool that helps us get things off the ground and then we take it and make it more than that. So I mean, is it something that's really going to kill us? I don't think so. You know, and to differentiate that from what we're talking about here with, you know, kind of Cyberdyne and some of these other movies that Sci fi movies that we've had around for a long time. This is a tool that we have in our hands that we determine how we use it. It is not hacking into other systems. It is not something that, you know, at this point is making decisions on its own. It's responding and generating text and graphics and voices and things like that in a way that is useful for us. Now, there is potential, like with every new technology, on how it can be used. And that happens in the hands of the people that use it, not necessarily the technology itself. So I think we're safe for now. But at some point, yeah, things will continue to to grow and expand and we'll see how people utilize it. So we're
0: safe for now, but it still could kill us one day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll be prepared. I'm, I'm packing a bag. But anyway, that's another topic.
1: You know what I'm ready for? I, I am ready for, there's an old cartoon that the Jetsons, I don't know if you guys know that cartoon, but they had this one feature that they had in their space apartment where they could just get out of bed, step on a conveyor belt and go through this little like thing. And it would have, it put on their clothes it did their hair. I mean, they were shaved. They were ready to go. I li- I would like that because I hate the space between <laughs> when I wake up and then when I walk out the door. There's a lot of stuff I just like to bypass. So if chat GPT or AI will do that for me, Jimbo, I want to go on record to say here on the bootcamp podcast, I am for
0: that. <laughs> if we could simplify Bob's morning routine, then we're, that's a positive. No, I mean, I like I say, all joking aside, I'm sure I'll make plenty more jokes. It's a fun topic. But like, what what are things that pastors of smaller normative sized churches replants need to be mindful of, aware of how their people are engaging in this and how they should engage in this? What are things that we need to be Keeping in mind?
2: So, I would say the first one is just know that it is being used, okay, and that it probably is being used on you. So, whether that is from advertisements to, you know, video scripts to, you know, know that probably you will, if you haven't already receive email and you'll see social media posts that have been written by AI. So, it is something that will be done. But, you know, for regular sized churches, I think that it is a tool that can really help, again, to come back to my illustration of the rocket ship. You know, anytime we're trying to put something together, maybe it is an email that you're trying to use to address a group of people. There's a lot that goes into that. And considering maybe going to ChatGPT to get a little bit of help there to kind of to kind of maybe frame it up, then you can personalize it and take it to the next level. So it's about kind of plussing. It's about kind of using it as a tool to just make those things even better, sharper, Um, more accurate because a lot of the times here's what, here's how I use it is it'll usually add an angle or give me some bit of information I just didn't think about, right? It is gonna just kind of address something that maybe I didn't consider. And I'm gonna incorporate that and that's just gonna make things better for me. So I mean there's lots of different ways between creating content for social media, writing blog articles, you know, website content. That's what we use it a lot for here at 180, you know, helping with translation doing announcements and just kind of thinking about messaging, it can really help do a lot of that sort of thing. And especially for pastors who are at normative sized churches, who already have so much on their plate doing so many different things. This is really a tool that can save them a lot of time. And to Bob's point, you know, we're always looking for something that can just make our lives easier. Just the mundane things that we do all the time that can help us do those things faster or better or easier. This is, especially ChatGPT, is one of those tools that you can use to help Help do a lot of those things.
1: Man, I love that um, analysis of that because I think what we're struggling with as normative sized pastors oftentimes is the time and then the expertise. And we've been using artificial intelligence to actually help us with our writing, if you use grammarly or if you use the new word release. Uh, From Microsoft, you you get the score on the side of you know here are the things you need to say differently. Here's how you need to structure the sentence differently. So we're we're doing that sort of thing. But I think that's that that grades to a common shared standard. I think what you might be helping us understand here is that some of the AI helps us hone our message in a way that gets it across in a way that's not bound by who we are and how we communicate it expands that and enhances that. And I think what you said is it pluses. Is that, let's just talk a philosophical question. Is that manipulative? Is that inauthentic? Or is that something that we can actually say, you know what, this is a resource that's available to me and I might as well avail myself of it.
2: So yeah, the great question, because as a digital marketing agency, 180, we kind of get asked that question even just about marketing and church in general. Like, okay, how much of this is manipulation? How much of it is just kind of really knowing your audience? And I think it kind of falls into that latter category of just really understanding your audience. As a pastor myself, like I'm always thinking about how what I'm saying is going to be received and how to say it the best way that it'll be received, you know, the the best uh, as best as it can be. And so I'm considering that. And so I think that these these do the same thing, kind of keep into things that in consideration of things that maybe we don't know about. So whether that be information. So it's just ability to be able to understand things that maybe as a pastor we don't understand. So we can ask it questions to use for summaries. So just the way that Google and Microsoft both are integrating it into just the, the search boxes and their main search engines there, just its ability to be able to give information is is amazing. And so you can use it to find a lot of answers and at the bottom you will see that it has a little caveat there that says hey this this could potentially give you wrong information because it's not the way it kind of synthesizes that is it pulls information from different sources, but those in, those sources may be incorrect. And also as it understands an information, it could potentially, you know, I've seen a lot of things where they they put it to the test and like word problems. It doesn't understand word problems. Again, this isn't a brain we're interacting with. It's really just pulling information from things that we've already put out there. So it's really looking at how words and things are associated together to be able to give us a good answer. That probably is correct, but not always. So,
0: so I'll talk about some ways that I have utilized chat GPT and things like that to help me with some things is as someone that is dyslexic, it's oftentimes very difficult for me to be as clear and articulate in written language as I am verbally and spoken language. And so it's just, it's hard for my brain to compute that for whatever reason And so as a result, sometimes my emails or things like that tend to be pretty direct and I just get real right to the point, hey, here's what I need from you. And particularly there are times when you have to write emails that may not be received greatly or messages, things like that. And so you wanna make sure you're wording it in a really good way. And I have found it a handful of times so far to be really helpful in that task where I'll go to chat GPT and I'll say, hey, I need to write an email to this person about this subject. These are the things I need to get across can you write that email in a friendly, but clear and professional way? And it'll word things for me and it gets the grammar much better than I'm going to get it and the wording. And so sometimes I copy and paste portions of that. The heart of the content, the, the meat of the content is really what I came up with that I knew I needed to communicate, it just helped me word it. It helped me copyright it in such a way that it would come across a little clearer or at least nicer and, you know, have a little more to it than that is one way that I've started to utilize it.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that you could use it to correct or give recommendations for it. So a lot of the times I'll take an article that we're posting, I created that article, but I'm gonna give it, you know, just say, hey, write or let me know if there's anything that needs to be changed about this. And it will find things that even though we've already read the article three times, maybe there's something punctuation or something that could make it even better. So it is a tool that we can use just to, again, to come back to the idea of of plus the things that we're already doing. It also helps us understand maybe what some of our weaknesses are and kind of help cover up some of those things so that we can do a better job overall. And I, you know, on top of generating text content. And I think there's a lot to be said about generating you know, graphics and design that has, and we're starting to incorporate this into a lot of our workflows, is how can we use these tools? And Adobe is just coming out with a suite of them that's just really fantastic. We like them a lot. That really helps speed up our process of creating, editing, you know, graphics, design, recoloring things. There's a lot of great tools that are coming out that way. And so, on top of, I know there already were some out there for churches that or just need graphics for things, I definitely think we'll see a slew of new technologies and platforms that are going to generate original graphics, you know, for church that churches can use in social media or for sermons and other things like that. So it's going to be cool.
1: Hey, let's talk about, you mentioned sermons, and that's one of the big hot topics for pastors in terms of writing sermon content. We've got a lot of guys who are bivocational, tri-vocational, Part time volunteer, maybe some have had seminary, some haven't. And so along comes artificial intelligence. And there's even starting to pop up sermon sites where you can, you know, give a little bit of content, maybe give a little bit of explanation, and then boom, you receive back this message. How should we think about that? How should we employ that?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean there's no no replacing just studying God's word and coming up with it. And especially in a church context, you have to make the application to your audience. It has to be done in your voice. It needs to sound like you. It needs to be something that relays what God is leading you in your heart to kind of communicate to your congregation. So, you know, AI is not going to do that. It's not going to do that well. But what it can do well is, I think, just myself included, other pastors, sometimes we get we get pitched something at the very last minute where we're not sure exactly how to handle it or what we're gonna do. Maybe it could be speaking with a different age group. Maybe it could be coming up with just some little devotion or something like that. I do think that there is a little bit of room there when we don't have the time to really prepare the best of our ability to either take something that ChatGPT has created and then tweak it and modify it for us to use and put it in our own own words and our own language and our own voice and use it in a way, and I think that that's, in my opinion, an appropriate use there, but it is not anything that we should ever consider to replace the hard work of studying God's Word that's overflow out of the heart of what Holy Spirit's doing in your life. And so, you know, I know a lot of people will use it for those things because it can be used just in the same way as you can go online and download a sermon from a website and just preach it straight out. I mean, so in the same way, it's something similar to that, but we all know that it's not necessarily what's best for your congregation. So putting in the time. But to say the same thing I was saying earlier, sometimes we struggle with just maybe summarizing certain things or finding an illustration. Do a point, I think, as a tool that comes alongside of us creating our sermons and writing our sermons, it can really help those things be even better. So
0: So just for fun, I asked ChatGPT, should pastors use artificial intelligence like you? to write sermons. And part of its answer I thought was actually pretty good. Sermon preparation is a deeply personal and spiritual process that involves connecting with the needs and experiences of the congregation. While AI can assist with technical aspects, the authenticity and personal touch of the message often come from the unique experiences, insights, and spiritual discernment of the pastor. Pastors should consider using AI tools as aids for research, inspiration, and refinement. But the core message and guidance should still come from their own theological understanding, pastoral experience, and connection to the congregation. Ultimately, the decision to use AI and sermon preparation should be based on the pastor's comfort level, the needs of the congregation, and the overall goals of the ministry. I mean, I think hey, ChatGPT just gave a pretty solid answer to that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think as it's helping you refine things, as it's helping you reword or wordsmith something, I think that's a helpful tool that we should use advantage. But it should never do the study for you. It should never figure out the interpretation for you. That's, I mean, you got to do that work through the hermeneutics that you've learned either from seminary or just from somebody who taught you how to write sermons. Or if you don't know how to write sermons, let's do another podcast on that at some point, teaching you how to write <laughs> sermons. But ChatGPT is not the answer for that, and that's not exactly where we need to go. I'll tell you one other thing I've started to use, and then I, is Speechify is an artificial intelligence – reader that uses voices of celebrities or just different voices to read things to me. As someone who's dyslexic, I have the plugins on Chrome and on my Safari on my phone where I get an article and I can just press play and I can have Snoop Dogg read the whole article to me. And it's actually much easier for me to understand that way than just reading it outright. So, listen as you consider using artificial intelligence, or as you consider, you know, becoming a prepper because you're scared that Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> either way, look, our trust, our hope was in the sovereignty of God, not in anything technology can ever do for us. Definitely, what I would say is a legitimate, honest, like concern. Definitely, do not let artificial intelligence, or anyone do the hard work of spending time with your soul and your heart and your mind sitting in and abiding in the Word of God to guide you. There is no shortcut for that. There's no shortcut for sanctification, and there's no shortcut for letting the Word of God work on your heart. Wesley, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast with us today. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners as our sponsor on your
2: way out? Hey, uh, yeah, if there's a church out there is looking for a partner, that's what we kind of consider ourselves to help develop a website, think through strategies and other things like that that are related to your web presence and online communication. We'll be glad to talk to you and help you however we can. And yeah, we're going to use a little bit of chat GPT or AI in the process, probably in our workflow to be able to help you. But I would love to help as many churches out there as we can. And uh, we love just working with Norman sized churches and uh, helping them do more for Jesus. Thanks, Wesley. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing,